Uncovering the truth and exposing ignorance. It's science, stupid. With your hosts, Meryl and Scott. I want to talk about what's going on right now. Uh, we're calling this off-label usage of prescription drugs, okay? And this all has to do with the president taking that hydroxychloroquine. And, um, you know, he, he requested from his doctor that he wants to take that along with zinc because, you know, as we all know, um, regardless of how you feel politically, um, we have never seen him wear a mask, but there are members in the White House that have tested positive for the coronavirus. So he's, I guess, sort of using this as a way to protect himself from getting the coronavirus. In a larger capacity, this is this whole off-label thing That it's my understanding sometimes, too, that pharmaceutical companies can get kind of in trouble for doing this or for encouraging this. So, Scott, the scientist, you you need to talk to me about this, okay? Yeah, so there are indications and there are contraindications for every prescription drug. What does that mean? That's a great—you know, so—and I'll put it in perspective. So when you're watching the news and one of those horrible commercials comes on and it says that drug ABC— is for AFib, not caused by a heart valve problem, for instance. Yeah. So AFib is a irregularity of your heartbeat. And that's the indication for that drug, which is to say that's what the drug is good for. So in other words, this drug went through all of the testing by the FDA. I'm assuming that this drug is used to treat this condition. Right. Um, it's been tested and proven to be good for that conditions. So then there's contraindications, which is the not caused by a heart valve thing. So that's what you shouldn't use the drug for. So they also do testing to eliminate things. Some drugs shouldn't be used by pregnant women, things like that. So indications, contraindications, and then there's everything else. So there's what the drug is approved to do. There's what the drug should not be used for, and then there's everything else. So that comes under what I would call off-label. Off-label, in a nutshell, is something that your physician can do. He can prescribe a drug for you, even though it may not be approved or indicated for the condition that you have for your disease. Does that make sense? It does. So how would a pharmaceutical company get in trouble if the doctor is prescribing something? Because there are a lot of drug choices for the same condition. Well, sometimes there are. You know, a particular company could get into trouble because they want to sell more drugs and they want more patients, but it costs money to run clinical studies to get more data on patients and and prove that the drug is effective against that disease. So it's like, for instance, initially, I'm going to use an example because it's something I know about, which is Enbrel. Initially, Enbrel was approved for treating arthritis. And then they collected additional data to show that it was also effective against other related diseases, autoimmune type diseases like asthma or psoriasis and ankylosing spondylitis and some other fun things to say. And initially, those indications were prescribed for off-label before somebody actually got all the data to support that. 
and it and again it's it's totally legitimate and it's at the physician's discretion frequently drugs get prescribed off label for pediatric applications because it's really hard to do clinical studies in kids so a drug may be approved for adults but not necessarily have the data for kids so a pediatrician can say well I'm going to prescribe probably a lower dose of this because I think it'll help, even though it's not approved. So I'm going to prescribe it off-label. And sometimes you'll even see that in in television commercials. You'll see the um, drug ABC is not approved for children and adolescents under the age of I don't know, 12 or something like that. So uh, it's very typical, but does not mean that some physician again, at his discretion, can't prescribe a drug, even though it's not necessarily been officially approved for that use. But I want to circle back to hydroxychloroquine, because um, it's my understanding that this is used to treat malaria. And for some reason, um, our president has decided that this is going to protect him from the coronavirus in addition to taking zinc with this. And I just, I'm, you know, remembering from news reports that the side effects from this drug can have serious consequences. Sure. Like any drug, there's no such thing as a completely safe drug. You need to use them as prescribed and you need, you need to follow your physician's instructions and all that sort of stuff. So, and specifically, so the president, and again, not to pick on him too much, but he's decided that he wanted to take not just uh, hydroxychloroquine, but also zithromycin, which is um, any parent will know that's a ZPAC, anybody who's had a kid who has a persistent ear infection, for instance. And he's also taking zinc, which you may be familiar with those horrible commercials about um, airborne, I think is one of them. Things that combine it with vitamin C because supposedly it wards off colds. Again, there's zero clinical evidence that it does that, but he believes it. And many people do believe it, which is, which is again, fine because in the case of you know vitamin C or zinc, there's very little danger to taking those things versus taking an antibiotic or hydroxychloroquine, which is you know, is a potent pharmaceutical, which can and does have serious side effects. So what are some of the side effects? I, I heard of, you know, having heart problems and stuff like that. Do you do you know off the top of your head other side effects? Um, I, I was curious about hydroxychloroquine. And, and again, in general, it's a fairly safe drug. However, there are side effects. Um, there are cardiac side effects. There um, is hair loss. There is irritability. There is dizziness and confusion. Um, these are all listed. You go on on the internet and look this up for yourself, and it just makes me giggle because when I think of hair loss and confusion, um, <laughs> who comes to Somebody mind? Somebody pops into my head, not not saying anything, but, but yeah, I'm getting an image here. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's important to note that while hydroxychloroquine is effective against malaria, and is effective against lupus, which is a terrible, two terrible diseases, um, very, very bad diseases. However, it's not the best drug, and it certainly doesn't cure any of those diseases. It's simply kind of the best thing that we have going for us, and it's a very old drug. It's very cheap. z 
probably is a little less safe than hydroxychloroquine. And I'm just kind of like being a little arbitrary there, but we know that it's also a potent antibiotic and has been used for years. And that one confuses me as well, because that's the one that you usually take a big dose up front and then it sort of tapers down. So I'm not exactly sure how one would use that prophylactically. It does, And when I say prophylactic, I'm talking about preventing disease. So I remember at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, it was probably a couple of months ago, right? There's a, a drug that is somewhat like the hydroxychloroquine, and a couple used something that was a different formulation but had some of the same qualities. And as I remember, the man passed and the lady was very, very ill in the hospital. So yes. can you talk about that? Absolutely. So 100% correct. And from a chemical standpoint, this hydroxychloroquine that they used is the same. It's the same chemical. It's also, in addition to its many uses, it's used to treat fish for diseases. So the way they obtained this was actually, um, they apparently had used this to treat fish in their koi pond for, I forget if it was a parasite or fungus or something like that, but, it, but they were using it for that. Now, in your head, think of, gee, um, throwing stuff into a pond versus taking something orally, how are those th things different? And obviously, you know, you need something much more concentrated to treat a whole pond with fish in it versus, you know, taking a pill which goes directly into your body. So they essentially overdosed on this drug, um, again, which, you know, is it, it was not intended to be taken this way. They just mixed it up in a glass of water or something like that and, and consumed it, and that's extremely dangerous. Again, any drug, if you take too much of it, can be toxic. Um, my guess is that this probably caused some sort of liver damage or something like that. Uh, again, I'm not a toxicologist, but it's all about the dosage, and you need to be very careful about taking recommended dosages. And the doctor, if he does decide to prescribe these things off-label, he's going to calculate out a specific dose, like when he does it for like a kid, if it's a pediatric thing, he's going to calculate out, you know, well, this is for an adult. So therefore this kid is going to get, instead of two pills, he gets one pill or maybe a half a pill or something like that. So he's trained to figure these things out. And, and frankly, it's his responsibility. If he prescribes something off label and hurts someone or that person, you know, either either is injured or, or dies or has some what we would call a serious adverse event, it's the doctor's fault. It's you can't go back and say, well, the drug company did this because the drug company did no such thing. The drug company uh, made this for a completely different disease. And certainly Z-Packs and hydroxychloroquine are not indicated for prophylaxis. Well, thank you, scientists Scott and Hubby. Yeah, let's keep the conversation going because you know what? It's, it's science, stupid. Kindly like and share, and we'll see you next time for another episode of It's Science, Stupid. <laughs>